This podcast brought to you by Daddy Jam's Time Space Mixes. You can listen at mixcloud.com slash daddy jams. Daddy Jam's Time Space Mixes. Listen at mixcloud.com. Welcome to TBF, a Browns fans podcast. Well, what a difference a couple of weeks makes. But if you were expecting a spectacular performance from Deshaun Watson, maybe you were just mistaken and you knew that there was going to be defensive and special team touchdowns and we'd be okay. Right. Because that game depended on the performance of Deshaun Watson. We would be looking at another one in the L column. But... Thank God, defense stepped up. <clears throat> special teams stepped up. Yeah, uh, absolutely poor tackling, special teams tackling on the part of the Texans. I guess not surprising, but uh, you know, um, Peoples Jones should have been tackled right there at about the forty, but he somehow. Kicked out, slipped out, whatever. And when he when he was still on his feet after the closest thing they had to an opportunity to tackle him, you knew he was going all the way. It was it, it was, was a done deal. It was a done deal. But anyway, so this kind of a double show. We did not do a show last week uh, due to personal circumstances. I couldn't. Um, but Jacoby Brissett's last game was an impressive one, an overtime win. Against the Buccaneers. Yeah. Yeah. So, Jacoby Brissett, for all intent and purposes, is looking at starting for somebody next year. I don't have any Uh-oh. predictions myself on where he may or may not go, but I would I would imagine, given the state of quarterbacking in the NFL and the performance of Jacoby Brissett this year, somebody's coming gunning. And they're going to have draft picks in hand and ready to make Andrew Berry a deal. Who needs some um, draft picks. Okay. I could I could see that happen. I almost have like this this thought in my mind, like a good place that would like fit would be somewhere like the Saints. I have a fear of I think Jacoby Brissett's going to end up with the Steelers, guys. Uh, now that, now, that's quite a possibility, mostly because... You know the Steelers like big quarterbacks. They like big, big quarterbacks, and Kenny Pickett, you can say what you want to say, and you can talk about potential, and we did for three years with Baker Mayfield, okay? I just want to tell you that um, I, I saw the title of an article the other day, and it was like, uh, Mike Tomlin, welcome to quarterback. Uh, what was it? What was the term? What was the term? Ah, it's not going to come to me. Hold on. 
I got to look it up. I'm going to have to look the article up because I got an old dude's brain. Speaking of old dudes, Jeffrey, happy birthday, TBF Nation. Say happy birthday to Jeffrey. I'm not telling you how old he is. I'm not telling you how old he is because then that might tell you how old I am, and I'm not getting, I'm not going there. I'm not telling. I'm not not telling. telling. I am not fucking telling. Um, let me let me find this because it the 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 the, the freaking the headline was just wonderful. It was like, oh my god, I love it. Welcome to quarterback purgatory. Steelers Mike Tomlin finally knows what it's like to be a Browns. To be a Brown. Because, dude, they'll they'll get some good days and they'll get some bad days, but Kenny Pickett's going to be like when they were, you know, when Bradshaw retired and they went through, what, Mark Malone and... Just I can see I could see Brissett going to Steelers. I can. I, I was also I was I was thinking the Saints would be a really good spot too. Right, right. The Saints would I be. Mean, and I listen. If Andrew Barry has his druthers, he's not going to deal Jacoby to division. a divisional opponent. But on the right, other right. hand, if they put the right combination of draft picks on the table for him. Andrew's going to scoop it up. He's going to scoop it up. Yeah, we we need draft picks. So I mean, yeah. <clears throat> things there. But I mean, if you do give him, you're helping load our conference our um division out anyway with quarterbacks. I mean, it's already like I mean, I mean, every every divisional game at that point would be a, like a quarterback show pretty yeah, much. Yeah, and, and and listen. <laughs> <laughs> It's not like the Browns don't know Jacoby and his tendencies and all that other stuff. Okay. Right. It would be an easier defend in terms of having some film on him right out of the box. True It'll be interesting uh, because I have, I have a sneaking suspicion that, <coughs> you know, with just the way things going and the Browns need for draft picks, the Steelers are kind of in a place where they could probably make a deal and it's going to be a good argument for anybody that wants Jacoby because if you look at his season numbers this year, <clears throat> they're good. They're good enough to start. I mean, he's good enough yeah, well, to be a other, starter in this league. Does this mean that? Does this mean that our third stringer will be our second string quarterback now? Uh, well, I, I would think. I would think so. And at that point, you're talking J.K. Dobbins, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, well, I mean. Or whatever his name is. What's his name? That's yeah, Dobbins. It's not, it's, yeah, it's not Dobbins, no. It's, what um, is it? It's Dobbs. It's Dobbins. It's something like that. Hold Dobbs. Dobbs. Okay. It's Dobbs. Right. Yeah. I mean, the other the other thing with uh, yeah, Dobbins, like, that's the Ravens running back, right? Right. Yeah. Right. The other thing with um with Brissett, if he goes to the Steelers, um, uh, the kind of season he's had, yes, we know like his tendencies and weakness. We know he has the weakness on the dark deep ball. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I could see the Steelers really <clears throat> exploiting the fact, exploiting it to the point to where you don't. Yeah, but does you're not he, able to exploit but, that but on does him? Does he really? Okay. Because I, I I saw quality deep balls from Jacoby this year. 
Yeah. Where's the brown? Okay. Well, I'll say this. Not okay. many. Not no. many. I, I, honest to goodness, the rate well, of deep balls wasn't good, but the quality was good. I'll say this. No, I'll say this. I do think it's a weak point. I think he is almost. He is almost. He's almost masterful, like twenty-five zero to twenty-five. Okay, he's he's pretty on point quarterback in that. That to me, that is his weakness. Even when even when he's had really good throws, he's had some equally just just bad ones. Okay, one. But my point being, though, we don't know if that's because. And this is why I was I was trying to get to with the Steelers. I think the Steelers will probably they won't allow you to exploit that weakness because they're probably going to use the running game properly. Okay, yeah. which is going to take away from it's going to take away from the forced deep ball. Okay, and I think right. that's where he's bad. Okay, I, I think if it's if it's not a forced thing, you know what I mean. Yeah, I, if I he don't sees the open guy, deep ball, and right. those were those were, if you think about it, his successful deep throws where the guy got the guy broke free and there he was. Jacoby can hit him, but if he's trying to throw a deep ball because it's the only thing left to do to get back in the game, yeah, you could be yeah, you could be those with historic, the historic deep. I mean, the um, not historic the um. <laughs> The word's not coming to me on those uh, panic, maybe be the word. It's still not the word I was looking for, but panic deep balls. You know what I mean? Um, Those those are what he's. uh, I mean, the the rub on him was that he couldn't go deep. And I I just thought that was silly. A man that's six foot four, two thirty five or whatever he is. Oh, wait, I tell you this, our our. Our quarterback, if we lose Jacoby Brissett, is not going to be Josh Dobbs because the Browns waived him. Yeah, but he's going to be on the practice squad. They, they say he's if he's not waivers. already, if he's not already, you can't say he's going to be because they waived him days ago. And if they haven't subsequently signed him to the practice squad, and I haven't seen that um, that they did, I'm not saying they didn't. I hadn't seen the headline says, you know, Josh Josh Dobbs on the practice squad. Um, that's not that's not necessarily happening. And with the need for quarterbacks around here, um, even if he's on your practice squad, the idea that he might get poached off your practice squad is pretty big right now because there's teams that need QBs. Anyway, Deshaun Watson is officially back with the Browns, although – Back with the Browns is a little bit of a stretch because it's his first regular season game he ever played with the Browns. Yeah, right. I, was, <clears throat> I will say this: I know we were gonna like. I'm like itching to get into this because I kind of predicted this. Mm-hmm. He was gonna. He wasn't gonna look too good. Yeah. And he well, was, Lions, the Lions signed Josh Dobbs to the practice squad. Yeah, there you go. I mean, I knew somebody's gonna pick him up. And here are the Lions. Here are the Lions with a very good record, a good chance to make the playoffs, and they got fucking um, <clears throat> what's this dude? Um, come on, used to be the Forty ers quarterback. Well, what the hell's his name? No, I'm sorry. Used to be the Rams quarterback. They traded him head up for Jared Goff. Goff, yes, Goff. And Jared Goff is, let's be honest, mildly inconsistent. Although he's been very good this year for the Lions. Mm-hmm. But, you know, lots of stuff can happen. And having a guy like Dobbs available to bring up, keep in mind where they've got him on the practice squad, 
he's only going to come up and be second stringer to their second stringer if Jared Goff, for some reason, gets hurt. Yeah. So you don't see the Browns keeping Jacoby at all for their second string quarterback? No. I don't no, think I don't, they can. No. I, don't I don't think, think they, they can. can. I'll be honest with you. Because somebody's – listen, with the Browns' need for draft picks, somebody is coming to the Browns in the offseason with draft picks for Jacoby okay. Brissett. <clears throat> and the Browns okay. have no first-round pick for the next three years and no second-round pick for, like, the next two there's, years, right? There, there's zero reason to hold on to Jacoby when, when somebody's possibly going to even if it's for one pick. Okay, j- mean, let's just say this. Just if no the Browns were, at this point, like any team would be, okay, if you bring this guy back and you say, okay, this is the guy we paid our money for, let's put him in and play him. And he comes out and pitches a 53.4. Based on Jacoby Brissett's performance, logic states, well, maybe we go back to Jacoby right now while we get Deshaun's shit together, right? But the amount of money and the amount of picks and everything else they did to acquire Deshaun, there's no way you're going to create a quarterback controversy by uh, leaning again on Jacoby. Well, not only that, it's what we were saying from the beginning. If you were going to do that, you had you'd have to do it from the beginning. You can't start him at all. They already started Absolutely. him. You have to let they him go. Did it. You have to let him go. So the That's only way Jacoby saying, sniffs the ball again is if Deshaun gets hurt. Gets hurt, and and there's no reason to keep. Look, if you go into next season, and you hold on Jacoby to Jacoby. It just looks stupid on the Browns. Why? If they get offered picks, if if it's even two picks. OK, right. One, two picks, a one high pick or two, whatever pick you have to trade it because there's no reason for you to be okay, holding so on let's to be Jacoby. You. Jacoby to is the best Watson. of the bargain basement. There's no first round pick coming for him. Probably not even a second, but you could get a right. third and a fifth. Right. Right. And you take it. You, you, damn, you, take you it. damn well take it. Yes, absolutely. You take it. And. And there's no reason to try to hold on to him because, I mean, to me, that's you expressing you don't have trust in in what you invested in. And you invested two hundred fifty. <laughs> OK, based on early okay. returns. I don't know. I mean, you know, yeah, but I'm you looking for two hundred and fifty million. I'm looking for incremental improvements game to game from Deshaun. I'm looking for a better performance this coming Sunday against the Bengals. Will a better performance out of Deshaun say say three, say he pitches at eighty nine quarterback rating right? Maybe he yeah. has the same kind of stats, but he doesn't throw a pick right. All right. No, with the running game and good defensive play, you can win that game. I'm True. Just, I'm preparing you for this. I'm. This is what my prediction is with Watson. <laughs> Last game was a godsend because really. By his play, we could have lost. Oh, yeah. Now, I will give him one thing, though. Okay, he did the first drive. He hit a guy, fumble, right? Yeah, that was unfortunate, wasn't it? Yeah. To me, if he was going to catch an early rhythm of of, of, of an explosion of confidence and blow, that killed it. Okay? Because that kind of – if there was going to be a flow, it did. Then he kind of came and he – he, they got down the field, and he just missed half that, that throw. But ain't okay. that the rap on Anthony Schwartz so far? I mean, yeah, seriously, I mean, Anthony Schwartz has moments. Don't get me wrong, because he had that he had that end-around touchdown the week before. But 
then it's not wasn't his fault per se. No, I mean, but he caught the ball long enough to make it a fumble. Okay, it's just yeah. like oh my god. I mean, the biggest thing to me with Watson is this is going to have to. What I expect next game is for him to be better, but the rest of the team is going to still going to have to play and sort of win it. Okay. Yes. I we still need, think that's going to have to happen. We need still significant contribution from defense and special teams to win with Deshaun Watson in the state he is in right now. Right. Now, I'm expecting him to play better. What, I, which, what I'll tell you we should look for in the next game is what you want is you want him to get a drive and everything just go right. Okay. Yeah, that'd be good. Why should you want drive right? Well, well, you underestimate what confidence is, right? Once confidence yeah. gets going in him, right? They, can you can they, you imagine the emotions that he was experiencing walking into the stadium? I mean, with all the stuff that has gone on so far. I mean, yeah. and being rusty, and I being don't rusty. care. They paid him two hundred thirty million dollars. I give a shit. Yeah, Get I, your I, shit I together. Care, I care Get less you. about that. I'm more interested in like the the nuances of an athlete. Even if you're a confident athlete, right? Mm-hmm. If you've been away that long, right? Or it's something new, and, yeah. And you're you're trying to fill yourself out. You have to hit a rhythm, right? Mm-hmm. To say, okay, I, I I got this. This is how I'm gonna do it. This is how it's gonna be. I'm gonna do this. I'm do. He's got to get that one drive go. Hit that one drive. So it's like, okay, this is this is how we're gonna do it. This is how we. So you get that strike. But again, I okay? think a lot of he this didn't is have on that drive at all. I think a lot of this is on Kevin Stefanski and calling a game that's complementary to developing a guy who's been idle for so long. Which means right. yeah. leaning heavily on the running game, and I'll, even even this past Sunday, only one you know, time did he run the ball three times in a row. Only once during the entire game. So here's here's something that's funny. I thought, but and, and again, we know why we won the game: special teams, defense. But he only ran Chubb seventeen times. Well, so that's, he, but that's what I'm saying. Three. In the space of a game when you really needed, based on a guy that's been idle for seven hundred days. Okay, mm-hmm. you should be leaning on your running game, not handing the ball off 70, 17 times to your bell cow. Okay, 20 times or more. And uh, th- listen, the part that I worry about with this win when he didn't hand the ball off 20 times is you better you better sit back and analyze it and understand that you were playing a one and nine team. And while you turned it over, you won the turnover battle, if you will. Okay. And your defense scored twice. Your special team scored once. And all you managed on offense was two field goals. Okay. There was no offensive touchdown. There's one more thing I want to point out that I saw Watson do. What's that? Um, And hopefully the Browns as an organization kind of point this out and and don't want this. Okay. It's not that I don't think he's capable, but I mean, it can happen to a running back. It can happen to anybody. Okay. And it's just not what you need to happen to your quarterback. He had a real nice run. Mm -hmm. Okay. But he did not slide. He took it head on. Okay. Yeah, I know. And that's, that's some Dak Prescott shit, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, when you got a body like his, I mean, you can do it. I need you, know you sliding, I mean? man. But, I need you sliding. Even Patrick Mahomes. Remain, even Patrick Mahomes has gotten smart enough to slide it. 
Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, even then, I mean, like, if you watch guys like Kyler Murray, whatever else, they get Hello. to the sideline, they do something. You know what I mean? Something to not get hit straight on. Okay. Right. It's less that he got hit. It's the more that he took a hit straight. Okay. He straight. He took the hit. He he tried to go over the guy. Okay. He took the hit. He don't need him to do that. So now, before like, we get into stats of this last game, I want to talk about the. The general outlook for the Browns right now, because a lot of fans are kind of, you know, there's there's one school of thoughts that the Browns are out of it. They can't get back in it. I don't know about that. Uh Listen, with the remaining games on the schedule, the two toughest games you got are the next two games you play. With the possible exception of the Washington Commanders later on, but I believe it's Bengals Ravens. If you can win those two games, what you end up with is your only one loss in the division with only the Steelers on on the last weekend of the season uh, left on your divisional schedule. So you'll have a winning divisional record. Um, listen, you, you beat the Bengals like the Browns are capable of beating the Bengals, okay? And all of a sudden, you could start a slide for that team, okay? Because they that would not be a confidence booster at this this you know time in the season for them, right? Um, let's hope that recent history holds true for the Browns, and no matter what the condition of the team at the time, just for some reason they're up for the Bengals, and they take it to them. But then you got the Ravens, and the high probability that uh, Lamar Jackson may not even play. He injured a knee. He's definitely not playing this Sunday against the Steelers, and Harbaugh was vague after that. Yeah, it's a game by game decision, and you know they they got a good backup. He fills in nicely for Lamar, but he's a lot easier to handle. He gives them the sort of same play style, same play style. But I'll tell you what, and given this year, um, the passing game actually looked better when he came in because, for whatever the reason is, Lamar Jackson. And I, you know, I know there's all kind of reasons to want Lamar Jackson to kind of settle into being a more pocket passer, but it's when he has difficulties and they have not been able to get the timing on their passing game working. But all of a sudden, when Lamar's out, what, you know, a couple minutes into the first quarter, um, what's his name? They're back up. Why do Huntley. I? Huntley. I cannot Huntley, remember his name. Huntley comes Huntley. in. Huntley comes in, like. and all of a sudden, the passing game is just, it's more of a timing game. There's more safe throws. There's less hero ball, if you will. And with Lamar Jackson, and it, it's listen, you can't take this away from him because he's a guy that can make this work. But he is that guy that's going to do that extra thing and try to make a big play out of a broken play. No, I mean. And right. sometimes that shit don't work. Huntley's no. not going to do that because he's not that guy. Uh, but he I can will, still move. I love his. Oh, mobility. he can still move, I but mean, he's not going. He's not going to make a a big play out of a broken play. He's going to throw the ball away. He's going to run for three. He's going to do something. It'll be positive, but it's not going to be a game breaker like you get with Lamar Jackson. Well, no. I, I was. I, I'll say this. I, I besides all that, I mean, the Browns really—they just need to play ball. Yeah, they yeah. And um 
Yeah, fundamentally sound ball. One game at a time. Yeah. Game plan for the team that's in front of you today. That's yeah. what the Browns need well, to I do. Well, I mean, and the other part that I was going to say to that, though, is they need to, they need to worry about their play. And I, I honestly feel like I, I think we could possibly, because we have, well, I mean, it's hard to say. We've had the Bengals number, so we play well against them. So I think a full team effort can get it through. But what you really are hoping, I'm really hoping next game is because I really do believe this. I think he's a good drive away from catching a stride, right? That you might be able to rely on him in a and the Bengals might be just the formula. well, well the, what I'm saying is you might be able to rely on him in a, like a 60, 70 percentish type of thing. But I, I fully think it's like he's like a dry, a good drive away. We need a good, complete drive so he can feel, you know what I mean? Feel that. It, well, keep in mind, it, Deshaun at his best before he went, you know, before that last game he played 700 some odd days ago um, was a top five quarterback statistically in this league. Okay, yeah. mm-hmm. so he's got clearly based on performance from last Sunday a long way to go to get there, but he's been there and and like like Jeff said, it's just a matter of timing and confidence and a bunch of other things. But let's just hope that you know you know. Listen, I hate to say this because I am I am all but convinced that Kevin Stefanski could be a major problem even once Deshaun is performing at the level you want him. Because even still, game plan kind of figures in. Okay, and when Mm -hmm. you have the kind of a running game that the Browns got and you don't utilize it to its fullest when you need to, strongly in the third quarter, run the ball, eat the clock, run the ball, eat the clock when you have a lead. And these are the type of things that the Browns don't do. Um, If you look at their tendencies, and again, I hope we can get away with that with Deshaun. Okay. You know, they jump out to an early lead. You you realize that this past week's game is one of the first times this season that the Browns haven't scored on their opening drive. Yeah, I did notice that. But Um, scoring on their opening drive hasn't done well for them. I mean, listen, it's only it's only worked for him four times. It's only, it's, I thought it was good to point out that uh, uh, Brady could not do what he did to the Saints, to the Browns. Yeah, but I, 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 was I just think that they could not they couldn't handle us. But I see. I don't. I don't think that they couldn't handle us. Keep in mind. Remember, we had to go to overtime to win that game, and it was a pretty fucking lucky catch by David and Joku. Okay, who? Well, I mean, who? If 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 I'm not missing my guest, are injured his fucking knee on the goddamn play and hadn't played since. Yeah. Well, by the way, okay. I want to mention this. I want to mention this on the subject of Watson and him getting it back. Something I noticed. We'd have, we'd, the ball would have moved a lot better, okay, and we'd be a whole lot more impressed if it weren't for balls in the dirt. Okay, yeah. it, I mean, all those could... plays he missed in the dirt. Oh okay? my God! It was they were all been nice plays. They were great. I mean, imagine if he the ball had been one foot higher, okay, on they any missed, of those plays. Yeah, they he would have missed all time. those. All those were nice. All those were nice. Reads, if that's the the way. And credit Kareem Hunt for making one of them work. Okay, 
Yeah, he made one of them work. The, uh, we're mentioning on a lot of the uh, sportscasts that I saw that they imagined that he was trying not to let the ball sail so much that he overcompensated. Have you ever been to a firing range and shot a 45 and you're trying not to have it recoil so much that you you point, point down more? And I, I think that's I think that's gonna go away. I mean, I guess that's a way to put it. To me, it's just straight up rust. I mean, that's straight up. Yeah, rust. I mean, yeah. yeah. It just it, it it was absolutely. I don't care what the excuse for it is. You gotta get out of the game, dude. You gotta get you gotta. I mean, you gotta get rid of that shit and quick. Okay. The part that I like about it, the part that I like though, none of the balls in the dirt were stuff like, "Whoa, I'm glad that went in the dirt." Okay. Right. No, you yeah. were like, damn, that went in the dirt. And I okay. honestly so think that one part. of the positive things about having Jacoby okay. sitting on the bench beside him early on is remember, Jacoby is a guy, he protects the ball. He's going to throw it away when there's nothing there. And Deshaun needs to learn that while he's getting his legs under him. Exactly. Yes, but what I'm, what I'm saying to that, the reason why I'm saying what I'm saying, though, is he is a 70% thrower, okay? That's what he is. And if you if you give him those passes that were in the dirt, they all would have been good. None of them were scary passes. He didn't throw even even the ones that were a little bit longer that were low or off. Nothing was a pass that you were like, dang, I'm glad he missed that because that wouldn't have been good. They all were passes where you were like, I oh, wish wow. he could have hit. If he could have hit okay. that, yeah, that, that could have been, right. been something. Yeah. So if you give him those right, you give him those. He's stolen 70 some odd percent for that game. So I don't think what I'm saying is he is he's he's to me off. He's a stride away from getting back to maybe 60, 70 percent. And if we could get 60, 70 percent Watson, we could play out and just win out. Okay. Well, no, it's we very possible. 70 percent. But again, <laughs> and I want to caution every Browns fan listening to these words. Your only shot at the playoffs is to win everything remaining on the schedule. And I think even then you might need a little help. Yeah, you might need a little help. Still. Yeah, no doubt. But 10 and 7 yeah. is what you'd be. 10 and 7 is what you'd be. Okay? Yeah. Um, and, and again, that's why we really wanted there to be some kind of a buffer, one two two game buffer to allow there to be a loss. Because, I mean, you know, listen, if it's not for the defense stepping up, and a special team score, Browns may not win that game. Right. Mm. It's just very, it's it's crazy that they have the record and that it's still possible. But like you said, it's an up. That's a battle to win right. all these games. And and the Browns were looking for a while like they just weren't going to be able to handle the run, even of the Texans. What is going on with that? Well, but they did. We they no, held. The, they held. The, no, line. they held the Texans to eighty-two yards in total. But there were spurts in that game where it looked like they were going to let that run game get away from them. Yeah, but they tightened down. <laughs> let's give. Let's give credit to Joe Woods. Adjustments were made. Yeah. This is probably one of the first weekends where I've seen the Browns literally come out and appear to have made adjustments. On yeah. the defensive side of the ball don't. at halftime. Well, here's the th- other thing, and they even made adjustments on the fly, and that's something that they have not been able well, to yeah, do. Yeah, because they so, goddamn well didn't yeah. make any adjustments on the offense. And I honestly think that 
there's still, even though the numbers are up a little bit, I think there is still a little bit of disjointed in terms of the rhythm of the game when the opportunities are right. available to kind of succeed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That got to have that killer instinct. It sees the moment. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I thought I lost you. There was such a big gap there. No, I'm I'm texting somebody. That's why I keep use your mouth. Start talking. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. I mean, I think we've talked uh, enough on it. I mean, I have not. I I'm not upset. With, I'm not upset with Deshaun Watson. I am. I, I'm not upset. I'm I not am, upset. but it has nothing to do with football. I didn't expect a whole lot better. Anyway, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, well, I'm I mean, honestly, I'm not upset with Deshaun better. Watson. I'm upset with the whole situation. I'm upset I, with the Browns on the subject of quarterback right now. Okay. Because yeah. Deshaun Watson is what you do to fix the fuck up that you made in 2018. Yeah. Yep. I mean, here, here, I'll go through this. Okay. Um, so is Baker I didn't, I didn't expect. I whatever about Baker. I, I, I didn't expect Watson to play good. Mm-hmm. No, no, I'm really, I don't want to talk about Baker. No, I just, um, but I, I keep expect- watching Josh Allen play and I'm like, how the fuck do you whiff that fucking call? No, I get that. Now, that I entirely, I, I get that one. But my, my bit, my thing is here is like Watson. I, I entirely did not expect him to play well. Okay. Um, let's, let's remember but if we remember the history of Browns and draft and remember, we we kind of sort of in a way, I forget exactly how that draft went. We kind of had a, a way that we possibly could have got Watson as well. OK, it's, it's not like I mean, I forget. Well, that's true. I can't remember who we drafted. Year. I can't remember who we drafted, but it wasn't fucking Deshaun Watson. And I know we were bad enough to pick before the Texans that year. Let me let me look this up. I'm almost positive that you're right. And we didn't, yes, because that was the same year Colt McCoy came out, wasn't it? Right, so that was the Miles Garrett draft. We drafted Miles Garrett, Deshaun Watson went 12. Okay. Okay. And didn't we had another pick that draft, didn't we? I have no clue. Well, no. So that was after Colt McCoy came out. Then, so we yeah, we, we also we drafted Jabril Jabril Prepper Peppers at twenty five. That we had, were rumored to be trying to trade up so we could get Watson and Miles, which right. far stretch. Okay, far stretch. But we chose. I'm I'm not disappointed in us taking Miles. Okay, the other oh, quarter, no. the other quarterbacks taken. Obviously. Patrick Mahomes was taken in that draft, and Deshaun Watson were okay. Well, right, and, and now, now, honest to goodness, you oh, can't wait, you cannot no. be mad about Hold Miles on. Garrett, okay? Okay, but but gotcha. but hindsight being what it is, hold, if you hold go up, if you go me, back me, to that draft, right, and right, you know up. what That's you know now, you know what you know now, okay, and you go back to that draft. Are you picking Mahomes or 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 Garrett? Well, let me finish. I'm about to tell you because I'm reading it right now. Okay, mm-hmm. we traded the the pick, our Philly, um, our Philadelphia pick, uh-huh. to the Texans. Okay, and and they picked 
Deshaun Wait, with okay, that. so Houston got, okay, I'm trying to figure this out, from Philadelphia via Cleveland. Um, So they got this pick. From us. We traded from a Philadelphia. Pick to well, they Philly. got it from they've got from they got it from Philadelphia via us. OK, right. Um, and I'm about to look up this uh, little trade here. So Philadelphia traded the first round selection as well as a third and fourth and a second round selection in 2018. Cleveland in exchange first round selection in 2016 second round and a conditional fifth round selection in 2017. Since Cleveland received a compensation fourth round selection, it went to Philadelphia. It did not. If it did not, Cleveland would have sent a fifth round selection Mm -hmm. to Philadelphia. Then that was traded to Houston, and they drafted Deshaun Watson. There you go. There you go. I mean, it's just – listen – so we could have had Deshaun Watson at 12. We could have went Miles right. Garrett, Deshaun Watson. But to me, the glaring thing is, I mean, Miles Garrett, it's 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 really easy to see why you choose Miles Garrett, okay? Because you need a pass rush. Right, right, right. And, and Miles Garrett, uh, given current statistics, is the most double teamed and the most beats the pass rush, beats, beats you know, wins the rush more times, even though he's the most double-teamed of any edge rusher in the fucking oh, yeah. league. I, I did post that uh, yes. little uh, statistic. Yeah, that was a hell of a graph. That was far, a hell of a graph. By far. By far. By far. It's not by even far close. On both <laughs> statistics, he beats. Yeah, by far. He, he wins the rush more times than any other edge rusher, and he's double-teamed more than any other edge rusher. Now, now think about that for a second. Think and about how many times I was about to just right. Let me finish. Think about that a second. Take those statistics and just think about how many times you've seen Miles Garrett held and not called. Well, not only that, Miles Garrett came out and said that referees came to him in the Tampa Bay game. They literally came to him and said, "Miles, you're not going to get the holding calls. You beat them anyway. We're not going to give you that call." But I mean, what? you know what? what that feels like to me. Though, uh, just let me finish, okay? I watch Miles Garrett, and you know what Miles Garrett feels like to me, okay? I watch him. He's like and LeBron some James. May take this. Nope, nope, not LeBron. Yeah, I watch him, and some may think this is an exaggeration. It's Shaq. Okay, I got you. It's Shaq out there. If, if they played back when Shaq was thirty-three point per game, thirty-two point per game score. Yeah. If they played, if they let Shaq play the same way everybody else did call fouls the same way everybody else did or they did for all the other centers he did he'd been averaging 40 well nah, no you, you no, 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 you, you forget <clears throat> he, you could put him at the line he wasn't making that shot no he'd have fouled guys <laughs> he out no shot. he'd have fouled guys out he'd have ended yeah. up being against some guy who absolutely yeah. couldn't stop him well okay, yeah that's true 40. that's no, true he that's true, it. but I, I I just found it interesting that that it got so bad with Shaq that in the end of a game, when it's close, your way to beat him was to just keep fouling his ass, put him right. at the yeah. line. See, here's the hypocrisy the- in it. Here's the hypocrisy, and I always thought this Hack was Shaq. totally off. But see, this is the hypocrisy in it. This is why I always thought it was totally off. You're sitting there playing Shaq. Half the time you can see Shaq playing, the dude's fouling him. Okay. 
He's scoring anyway because he's Shaq and he's huge. Okay, mm-hmm. so he's scoring through fouls. Okay, but if you let him, if you had called the same way you did every other player, that guy wouldn't be on the court to hack anything. Well, no, I understand that, but if you'll remember, but if you'll remember, and this is during the Shaq Diesel days, okay, so this is 31 points a game Shaq, okay, Um, anytime, it didn't have to be the end of the game, when the score got close, if you were in two, three scores, and you wanted to get back in this game, you know, to wind out a quarter or wind out to half, it was hack Shaq time. Yeah, no, and it worked, and it worked. it worked, but but back to what I'm saying is it's the same problem I have with Miles Garrett. It worked because you weren't calling any fouls though regularly. Yeah, you get what I'm saying. Though you if 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 you called the fouls regularly the way they were supposed to, you wouldn't even really have the yeah because you had to, to like Shaq. punch Shaq in the shoulder to get a foul called, you know, or something. Yeah, you know, I mean, like crazy. But you get what I'm saying. You yeah. wouldn't have so the body if be calling the holding calls the way they're supposed to on Miles. It it. Oh, yeah, fuck. Yeah, be, there'd be, they wouldn't be three and outs because there'd be four or five plays called because you're backing up 10 yards every fucking time. But, yeah, and if, guys he holding, holding if he got all the holding, because Miles Garrett gets, I mean, I've literally watched offensive linemen tackle Miles Garrett and he yep. not get to call. And I get to call. Last year, last year, I remember, I know I was on the podcast mm-hmm. when I was pissed off about it, but I remember there was the, the primetime highlight, right? And Chris Berman they, and, and and Booger paused because they couldn't. You couldn't even call that highlight without seeing Miles getting held like crazy at the top of the screen. Oh hell it's like, yeah! It's oh, like yeah, oh, God uh, damn, yeah. that's that, just that, ridiculous. That yeah. highlight. That's not really a highlight. That's awful. Yeah, that's <laughs> it was awful. It was yeah, awful. it was. It was absolutely terrible, and it was consistent. All right, well, let's look at these stats for the game, guys. Game was played in Houston. Kickoff was 1 p.m. Actually, local time, it was 12.02 p.m. Central Standard Time. The game, the weather was cloudy, but the roof was closed. So it didn't matter. Temperature was 68 degrees. Climate controlled inside, indoors. And, you know, I don't think the referees deserve a mention other than the fact that they were there because I don't think there were any, there were many, if any, bad calls, so to speak, in the game. Do you? Uh, I don't remember having any. I don't remember being pissed off with a ref during that game. No, not really. Yeah. I mean, listen, other than if they neglected to call a hold on Miles Garrett. You know, well, that's kind of about shit. It. That's about it. Um, the Browns uh, running game went big for 174 yards. Okay. Nick Chubb had 17 carries for 80 yards. <coughs> Kareem Hunt, nine carries for 56 yards. Deshaun Watson carried the ball seven times for 21 yards. He had Bryant that had a carry for eight yards. Schwartz had one for six yards. Ford had three for three yards. Man, he's getting a yard a carry. Look at that guy. Yeah. So the total squad went for 38 carries for 174 yards, an average of 4.6 a carry with a long of 21. And you know who had that one. That was Nick Chubb, baby. Yes, sir. Deshaun Watson, 12 of 22 for 131 yards, a long of 27, and a fucking pick for 53.4. And you would think 
that Kyle Allen would would just blow that away just 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 being in in rhythm of playing having played you know a couple games. Yeah, yeah. Be, he beat he I'll beat be. he he beat Deshaun Watson's passer rating by. Point one, he got a fifty three point five because he threw two picks, but he was twenty of thirty nine for two hundred one yards and a TD. Okay, so now with a TD on Deshaun Watson's side, he would have been much higher than the fifty three rating. But and this is it was not meant to be because the one pick he threw would have been a touchdown if he hadn't thrown it as a pick. Question. Yeah, I want to ask you guys. Okay, question. Mm-hmm. So I get the understanding. Watson, lots of shotgun, right? But well, that's it's, because it's of RPO. Like a, RPO. Right, right, right. But okay, we have a great running game. Mm-hmm. Um, under center would be awesome because you use play action. But what do you guys think about? Because I think this is what would really it would open our offense up in a way to where def- it would leave a defense hard and to guess what we're doing. Option. Under under you know, under center option. You know what I mean. Running back right there, option. Yeah. I mean, well, no, I, Washington I told you, is the kind of quarterback that can. I'd like it. to see a two back set. That well, would be I, even I more understand that, but early on, okay, given all mm-hmm. the other difficulties that Deshaun's going to have, I think these are wrinkles you won't see till next season. Okay, I think Probably. that the best you're going to get is either straight up play action where you got Chubb or Hunt lined up, you know, eight yards back. Or you're going to see Watson in the shotgun with a running back next to him and you're playing run-pass option. Right. Okay. And I'm not saying, like, just trying to turn Watson to a runner because he actually is a very good he's, – he's unlike oh, absolutely. Lamar the R- Jackson the where he's actually is, a real good pass. The RPO, the RPO option. But see, Watson has that kind of vision where he can see – you know, based on linebackers, their position and whether they froze or whether they're coming in, whether to hand the ball to Chubb or keep it. Okay. And I can tell you that when Deshaun decides to keep it, he's going to get as many yards as you would have got with Chubb, you know, in the general, you know, on first down, you get four or five yards. Okay. You're not going to have these negative plays when Deshaun Watson decides to keep on RPO. Okay, I think that's one of the strengths of his game right now. And listen, every strength Deshaun can have in his game right now is very important. Um, I, I'm drawing a blank on RPO. What's that again? Run pass option. That's when the that's when the quarterback's in a shotgun, the running back's next to him, and the logical thing is he's going to hand the ball off. But at the point he hands the ball off, he's eyeing the linebackers, and depending on their position, he either completes the handoff or he keeps it and runs himself. You know, Deshaun's only 6'2". He looks taller than that. Deshaun, okay, there are some people who claim 6'2 is a height, and they're diminutive in size, and they're barely 6'2". If they stand up real straight and stretch their neck. Deshaun is a guy, he's a legitimate 6'2", and he's a healthily built guy at that size. Okay, so yeah. he carries a he carries enough meat on his bones that he he can't appear to be bigger. But if you really want to know, stand him up next to Jacoby Brissett, and you'll see the height difference. Jacoby's a much taller guy than Deshaun, right? And Jacoby Brissett's listed at six three. 
Okay. Yeah, and he's like two thirty something. Okay. Well, I understand, but if you stand Deshaun and Jacoby next to each other, Jacoby Brissett looks a whole lot more than an inch taller than Deshaun. Okay. Yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah. All right. So I mean, it is what it is, but I have no qualms or problems with Deshaun Watt's size playing the position of quarterback. Okay. That's a that's no. another one of his strengths. And listen, let's stack all the strengths together because these are what we're going to have to build on. And I think it's going to be key for Kevin Stefanski to identify the elements of uh, of Deshaun's game that are working well. And let's lean on those while we bring the others into play. I think we should see a lot more quick screens. Okay. Where you're, yeah, you're we, counting on, where you're counting on yak. <clears throat> well, the honest to goodness yeah. truth, if you watch that game, we did that shit one time. And right. it was successful. Yeah. And it was successful. And we've been, I've been, that's what me and my friends have been complaining about. We, we miss seeing those screen passes. Well, but my, you know? my point is Jacoby wasn't that guy. That's why you didn't see him up until now. He's not that guy. He's yeah. not hitting that guy on that straight out screen. It's not, it's not the strength of his game. Okay. But I'm telling you that's that, that screen straight to the sideline. And then the, 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 the receiver gets the yak. Okay, because when you can deliver the ball as quickly as Deshaun can in that environment, your receiver actually has the opportunity to make a move, juke a guy, and actually get some yards out of it. Well, the other thing I did notice I wanted to point out, and I always look at this because guys like Rodgers and Brady do a good job with it, Mm -hmm. okay? And older guys like Brett Favre loved it, okay? And um, I mean, even Randall Cunningham when he ran had Randy Moss. This they feasted off of doing this. Okay, mm-hmm. he threw a across the middles. I don't know if it was a slant or just a a route oh, through the middle, but slants through the middle. He throws a ball that's fast enough, right, mm-hmm. and accurate enough that he can do that. Okay, you're talking about yards after catch. You can start doing stuff with with Watson. You can start doing some stuff because of the kind of zip he has on the ball, okay, where you could have a receiver in stride on a slant through the middle, and that's, you know well, what I mean? Well, this is my you, point. I mean, as, as, as different aspects of Deshaun's game catch up, if you will, it's going to open up more yeah. and more facets to the playbook that we haven't even seen. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, here's my qualm about this. I don't want necessarily – you know, personal desire wise, I don't want to have this fiction of how things are going to be so good with Stefanski calling plays with Deshaun, because I think we could get into a situation. You you remember back when Eric Mangini won the final four games of a season and we decided to keep him. Yeah. Okay. You remember when, when, when uh, Freddie kitchens won six of the last eight games in the season and he became our head coach. Yeah. Okay. I'm t- yeah. telling you that based on what we've seen up to this point in the season, I, I, I feel like one of the only real complete games that Kevin Stefanski <clears throat> has called at all was the game that we had to go all the way to overtime to win against the Buccaneers. Okay. Do you um, think next year that with everything, when it all washes out, shakes out, that they might make it mandatory for him to give up the play calling next year? No, they won't. Well, no, they I'll put it to you like this. I have I have very little hope that we see a change in head coach. 
On the other hand, I will say that the Browns' depth of talent is enough to attract a name. Okay. Right. Yeah. I, I'll put it. Yeah. I'll okay. put this this way. I'll put this this way. Would you even want your front office to tell Kevin Stefanski, "Hey, don't call the plays and then keep him"? No, right. absolutely not. I no, I, I, I believe if Kevin Stefanski stays, he still has the play card. And the the, the only way that play calling is taken from St- Kevin Stefanski is if he takes it from himself. Yeah. Okay. He takes it from himself or is fired. Right. Or is fired. And I don't I I, I think you could flip a coin on this right now in terms of is Kevin Stefanski staying or going? Because in the final analysis, what you're going to have to do if the if the Browns don't win out and somehow, you know, luck their way into the playoffs. And then, by the way, he's fucking staying. Okay, Mm -hmm. But if the Browns don't do that and you're looking at maybe a final of what? Well, let's say you win two more games, right? So seven and ten, right? You win two of the next five. So you end up seven and ten. Clearly, you're going to look at that. Now, you're Andrew Barry and you're Jimmy Haslam, and you're looking at this. You, You know, there's a certain amount. Well, you know, Deshaun was suspended. But given the level of play that you got out of Jacoby Brissett. Right. Okay. And given the fact that there's only maybe one or two games that you could actually pin where the loss was caused by bad play by Jacoby Brissett. Okay. Right. Then you have to, as a as a team, you have to look at those. Well, what caused that? Well, it was our offensive scheme. It was our offensive play calling. We're great. We're great coming out the box. Yeah, on but the they're script. already making. We're ESPN gr- and everybody else already making the theme that it's our defense. Well, no, I, mean, I, I understand that, but, the, you know, the fucking sportscasters have been making a theme all year long that just doesn't jibe with the reality of what, you, what I'm watching. No, it, no, it doesn't. It, and I okay. agree that it doesn't, but I'm, I'm getting I'm, – I'm seeing everything, and I'm like, yeah, they're going to blame it on the defense, and it ain't the defense. Uh, hopefully our front office isn't stupid enough to just play into what well, the I think that's says. what we find a little more about Andrew Barry and the front office as a functional unit – by what they decide to do about Kevin Stefanski, because I'm telling you, the depth of talent on the Browns is enough to attract a coach, maybe even that's actively coaching another team right now. Okay, that's how good they are. Okay, that there's coaches that would be just basically chomping at the fucking bit to coach this team. Now, I will say this. I listened to the commentary on the last game, and there were a lot of interesting things that were said. Okay, uh huh. Um, I I don't know who it was. Who Jay um, Feely? Uh, Feely was okay. the color guy. Feely, yeah. Okay, he um <clears throat> he pointed out that uh uh who is so fat right predicted... now you can't believe he ever played quarterback. By the way, right? <laughs> so... Okay, he he pointed out the fact that um. He basically already knew the script for the first quarter for Stefanski. Oh, yeah. He's that, like, yeah, I, I mean, said, I guess Stefanski was like, what have you been, spying on me? No. You're yeah, he's like, I guess the whole first quarter. And he said it in a passerby way where he yeah. was kind of like, yeah, so, I mean, after the first, coming into the second half, he, I think he's going to try to switch some stuff up. I kind of predicted the whole script for him on the first half. You know, he kind of threw that in there and was kind of like, yeah, that's been Stefanski the whole year. Okay. 
like you you kind of get the script on them, even though we do we do good in now now it's not to take away from we do good in the first quarter, right? Oh, but it's great. like it's after that, and it's like okay, what you got now? The okay? Browns on so, this in this season have the best scoring rate on first drive of any team in the league. It's just and then it's like he it, it well and it's like they forgot how they did that shit. <laughs> I shot my load. That's I shot. It. It's That's gone. It. Yeah, who was that? Who was that? We were like, oh my god, don't let him, don't let him run one back too early. He shot his load. That's it. That's all. <laughs> I mean, to me, it was a good point, and I, it's not yeah. the first time it's been said. Okay, during commentary in the game, mm-hmm. and I think if the commentary can sit there and say, yeah, we're kind of seeing that team. The, the Browns are a little predictable. Okay. That's where the Browns' problem is. That Kevin Stefanski has the chance with Watson, okay, to make the defense even at a quarterback position. I can tell you one of the areas a little more unpredictable. I can tell you one of the areas of offseason interest for the Browns this year is going to be wide receiver guys because out of all the wide receivers, you know, Amari Cooper's he's everything you think he is, okay? Yeah. DPJ Mm -hmm. has, I think, solidified himself as a continuing member of the Browns. But outside of that, dude, I don't know. I don't know another receiver on the team who has solidified his position with the team. Well, it's hard to tell with bell. It's hard to I mean, tell with bell, tell. but, but, but the last, we don't see him a lot. Right. I mean, no, 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 but okay. It's not that he ain't playing a lot guys. Okay. He's, if you look at his snap load, he's been in there. He ain't getting open. Okay. <laughs> he ain't getting I mean, open. I got you. Okay, so you got David Bell, who you were looking maybe to prove something, and Schwartz. It's like it's he's a mixed bag. Okay, well, Schwartz. Well, Schwartz gets open. It's just when the ball's in his hand, stuff happens. It's a mixed bag. That's right. It's like, hey, it yeah. could go good, could go bad. Yeah, once the ball's in yeah. his hands, I mean, it could be dropped, it could be fumbled, it could be yeah, or, all or, and, and and again, Schwartz, because of his speed, is very useful on a play like an end around. The problem is, is you don't want to see your team get into doing a bunch of end arounds because they fail more than they work. Right. I mean, okay. The, the, with Bell, is is it all that he's not getting open, or yeah. sometimes they just yeah. sit in the yeah. number one and number no, two? No, because they're open and not checking okay. down. No, I've looked at the film, guys. I'm watching David Bell. He's not getting open. Okay, if he's open, because there's plenty of times where Jacoby's throwing the fucking ball away, and if David Bell or somebody could have just got open, you know, and so the only reliable route runner we got, and even he's had trouble getting open because he's the only guy that they got to double is Amari Cooper. Right. And even 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 this past Sunday, Amari's targeted nine times, and he only caught four of them. Uh, let's uh, the other point I want to make. I personally still think, okay, when everything comes down to it, what we're going to see here with Watson, I'm completely expecting this. Our most dangerous dangerous target receiving is going to be in the jump. Oh, if we can get him back, if we can get him back on the field, I think stay on the freaking field. My 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 problem with Njoku this year has simply been that. Availability yeah, is I mean, the best ability, uh, and he hadn't been available. Availability is the best availability, but I really do think that Watson is gonna is gonna hook up, is gonna click well with Najoku. I really do. Right, he's a tight end that can that can pretty much beat his guy most times. Okay, and I think it's gonna it's gonna create a lot of uh, 
a lot of and uh, I, I gotta be honest with you. I'm looking at I'm looking at the the list of of receivers who caught the ball, and they missed one here because the other tight end, not Bryant, but the <clears> other guy, <throat> what's his fucking name? I, I can't remember his goddamn name. Hold on, hold on. Uh, I don't. Oh, I'm getting ready to tell you his name. I know he caught it. I know he caught a ball. How'd you like that uh, tight end out of the backfield when uh, Watson? I think he handed it off to the back, and then the back handed it to him. Or no, he immediately handed it to the tight end who was coming through. Right. Farrell Brown. Oh, is that his name? Farrell Brown. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Well, there you go. He did catch one ball for eleven yards because I was going to say I knew he caught a ball, but I wasn't remembering his name. <laughs> okay. But yeah, I honestly think he's going to work out good. And yeah. I don't know if you're going to have Harrison Bryant on squad next year, but Farrell Brown's going to be there, and of course, Njoku will. Um, right. And Njoku, my big thing here is I need to see some consistency and ability to stay on the field. Sometimes maybe a little less athletic to keep yourself healthy for the next game. But uh, listen, listen, <clears throat> that damn catch that tied the game. Okay, it was ridiculous. Well, no, I, it was it was a thing of beauty. And I'm sorry, it won the game. But I mean, yeah. it, this 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 is what you want. This is why you paid Njoku the kind of money you did. All right, and I think I think he has certainly earned himself you know, another year under that contract. I don't think you see him getting cut, released, or anything otherwise. He is expected <clears throat> to play, right? Well, he is expected to play. That is good. Yeah. That is good because we we're going to need him against the Bengals because the I, the Bengals I, passing game is starting to click, guys. They got their weapons back, so that's why. Well, listen, I, I, I'm sorry, but when we played them on Monday night and stomped the shit out of them, they had all their weapons. There was nobody that was out. I think we still got their number. I think we're going to be all right. I don't right. know. I don't know about that. I don't know about that because what the, the, the Bengals team I watched handled the fucking Chiefs. I, I mean, handled the Chiefs. I don't know. I don't know that we can beat that team. Listen. I like our chances with Jacoby Brissett at quarterback against those Bengals a lot better than I like us with I don't know what I'm going to get from Deshaun Watson. Yeah, I get you. I I understand that. Yeah. Uh, What are you going to do? Well, what I'm going to do is root for the Browns and hope hope they still own the fucking Bengals. Okay. I'm going to eat my fucking Reuben. and, And actually, I don't know. You know, I might actually be on the road and have to listen to the game instead of watch it. I'm, I'll be in Atlanta this weekend, and I'm coming home Sunday. <clears throat> it is my intent to try to leave early enough to make it home before the game starts. But, you know, I don't know. I might have to pull up the old NFL app and, you know, go to the NFL Plus and um, uh, listen to the game. That's right. It's Rubens. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, we. I don't know if you guys heard, but the uh, game against the Ravens is going to be on a Saturday now. Yeah, they've moved it to Saturday, which is good. It's going to be it's going to be the middle game of the Saturday triple header. There'll be an early game, a late game, and a night game, and will be the late game. Will be the four thirty five kick. Okay. Okay. Interesting. I love it. I love it because then that frees me up for Sunday. I can watch whatever the fuck I want to. Right, and then, then there's and there's no risk of seeing the Wait, Browns lose on Sunday. Not to mention the fact, and the very next week we'll also be playing on Saturday because 
all of the games, but three games will be played on Saturday, the following week on Christmas Eve. Oh, no shit. Yeah. Only three games on Christmas Day. And listen, this is an experiment for the NFL because they rarely, if ever, play on Christmas Day. And they are going to be head-to-head head, head up against the NBA, who always play on Christmas Day. So based on TV ratings, you may or may not see Christmas Day games from the NFL again. Wow. And if you look at the fucking slate of games they got, eh, you know, I'll put it to you like this. One of the games is like Rams and somebody else who ain't worth a shit this year. So it's like, that's ain't nobody watching that. Okay. <laughs> I mean, yeah. well, uh, I just feel good about the Browns against the Bengals. I don't know why. I think high scoring game. Well, in, in, in that regard, I think it's time for you to pick that game, Hugh. Well, I'm going to, you know what? You're going to laugh, but <laughs> you're picking the Bengals. 31-27. The Bengals are going to beat the Browns. The Bengals. 31-27. No, really? Okay. Really? Okay. Lots of points there. I mean, um, as a matter of fact, I okay, you go ahead. You go ahead, Jeffrey, and then I'll I'll kind of give you my converse on that. I'm saying I'm going like 20 24-17. I was getting ready to Browns. say that. <laughs> I mean, literally, 24-17, that's the score. That's the final I'm picking. And I think that's the Browns' only shot is to control utilize the, the running game, control that line of scrimmage, control the clock. Uh, the best way to beat Joey Burrow is the same way you beat um, Pat Mahomes or Josh Allen. You keep his ass on the bench as long as possible. Honestly, the yeah. only way I see us being able to win – and actually compete scoring a bunch of points in this game. And if this happens, I expect an uproar in, in, in fandom and everything else. And might be too soon as if Watson comes out and plays a great game. <clears throat> okay. And then that could happen. We can end up putting a bunch of points on the go. Cause I'm, I've honestly, we, we got the tools on offense to where it's like, if some, something like that dropped and Watson just came out and the next game is like, yeah, I'm Watson. Um, we could throw a bunch of points up. Yeah, like, it could happen real easy. Okay, yep. so that could happen. My my fear to that happening as well is Kevin Stefanski. Okay, I, my fear to something like that happening my, way too soon my, is they, well, the next next game we come out, it's going to be my skepticism happy. on I got that. My new toy. My skepticism <laughs> on that is simple, and it's not even Kevin Stefanski. I think my problem and my worry about Kevin Stefanski is once Deshaun Watson is observably back as you mm-hmm. as you would say then Kevin Stefanski then turns around and abandons the running game that's what I'm saying that's what I was saying oh, if it God. happens too soon like so next week let's just hypothetically say next week Watson catch stride, stride catch, catches fire in the game right we put up like 38 points okay let's, let's say we put up 38 <clears throat> right and um Going into next week now, Kevin's like, I got my new toy. He's he's there. He's here. I'm yeah. going to use him. Okay? 
Yeah, he's like that kid that gets that remote control car on Christmas Day, and he runs that motherfucker until it breaks before Christmas Day is over. Uh, Can I have another one? I mean, I shouldn't. We shouldn't feel this way, but I told you, like, I do have these little feeling in me. We've seen it, and what I'm scared. This is what I'm saying. This is this is where I'm getting at. When I watched last week, okay, I'm expecting rust from Watson, okay, and that's what we got. And he did not play good. Okay, no, no it by wasn't any good. Not by any stretch yeah. of the imagination. Not, not by any stretch. It was but not the good. kind of bad that he played. Let me put put it because I kind of touched on this earlier. Obviously, the kind of bad that Watson played, though, aside from the interception he threw, right? The kind of bad he played was the kind of bad where you like, well, well, if he gets that right, that's good. If he gets that right, that's good. He didn't have any bad where it was like. Damn, I'm glad he missed that shit. Yeah, I'm glad, I mean, I'm glad he, that was incomplete. Were, yeah. Right. So just think about, let's just hypothetically say he plays the same kind of game, but he comes out next week, doesn't throw a pick, doesn't have the Aaron pick, right? And all those things that you were like, damn, I wish he could hit, that he hits them. Yeah. yeah. We could put up that, I mean, we could have blew that game up if he could have hit some of those. I right? just think it yeah. takes, I think it takes minimum two, possibly three games. And I really hate it. That these this series of games, this five games, is front loaded for Watson because I'd feel a lot better if we had Steelers, Commanders, and then Bengals, Ravens. Okay, or how about this: Steelers and Saints, and then Bengals, Commanders, Ravens, and Steelers. I right, mean, you know, right. but all I'm saying is the worst possible two games are front loaded here. Um. And you're just, I just, I just think you're going to have to depend, and I don't know whether you can, on a couple of turnover balls, possibly even defensive scores to keep you in or win this game. Right. And the Mm. Browns have not been good defensively at turning the ball over. They just haven't. No, so this ain't been a good year for us in terms of, you know, that was the, forcing that's the, turnovers. That's, yeah, that was our biggest spark was last game. That's why it was yeah. such a surprise. I mean, if but we that could, could get, get them on a roll. That could get them on yes, a roll. It could. That could get the defense on a roll, and that's kind of where I was getting at. You get the defense on a roll, they start playing like that. I mean, honestly, I mean, yes. So, okay, let me let me put it this way. The theme that media is making is that our defense has literally been the problem. Okay. I don't agree with that because to me, there's too many games. Look, we lost two games due to special teams, missed field goals. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, or extra point. Okay. One extra point and one field goal. Okay. Is so, Cade York back, is Cade York back next year? Got a question. Oh, and he, yes. Okay. The only back. reason I, I say that because think... remember, he started out eight and eight. And then after that, he's seven for sixteen. I, I get you, but I don't think you give up on his on his young leg. I think you give him a chance. He's a young kicker. He has talent. He has a crazy foot. Okay, give him the chance to yeah, go into is, off season. You know, I mean, right, right. Look, Jay Feely pointed it out. This is a mechanics issue with Kate Kate I got you. What his I'm saying is, foot is pointed the wrong fucking way. Right. What I'm saying is you don't, but you can't, you can't just find a guy with that foot. You drafted him, give him an off season, see if he corrects the problems. I got you. 
If he comes in it. next season, he's doing the same thing. Then you you know, look, he didn't correct him. I mean, we might have to move on from this, but you, he's got a crazy foot. Give him a chance to have an off season to correct him. Yeah, and you should, listen. If if sports announcers are fine seeing this or whatever, you you know that the coaches and everybody else is seeing it, so they're gonna probably address it. I would think. Well, yeah, you know, in the off season, I would think they've seen it a lot earlier than these guys on TV did last week, and I'm sure they've been pointing it out to him, and it ain't fucking working, guys. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Cade York has not gotten any better once he started missing. And, I mean, I'm telling you, when he misses him, he misses the shit out of him. Yeah, yeah. he makes him, he makes him, too. Yeah. I mean, they're usually straight on as hell when he makes him. Yeah, but every <laughs> time you, you go back and, and listen, when Feely pointed that out, I went back because I got the NFL Plus this year, guys, and I can do that. I went back and I looked at missed field goals by Cade York. And every fucking time, it's because his fucking plant foot wasn't pointed at where the ball was supposed to go. And the plant foot has to be pointed in the right direction. That's basic mechanics for kickers. No, man, I, I get it. What I'm saying is you don't get a guy who can just logically okay the kind of kick he kicked early this season he could have kicked 65 for us okay you just oh my don't god yeah get that yeah kind of i mean he could that could have been a 70 yard field goal yeah yeah you don't have that kind of foot give him an off season okay to me it's too easy to pick up a kicker during the season to not give him an off season and a chance to correct the issue i have I, okay I'll, I'll just put it to you like this I have great skepticism on whether ever Cade York can ever be our Tucker. Okay. I, mean, I don't know. I, I, I think he's gonna I think he's gonna I, work I hope out you're right. I, I I I I just don't know. Because like I said, I think he's gonna work it's out a glaring out. basic mechanics issue. This isn't something that a coach should have to tell him about. I don't know what the fuck is causing this, but but, but it's it's a it's an irritating but, but the thing I look at with the fact that we lost two games due to our special teams, uh-huh. specifically our kicker, right, is I look at that the same way as any other rookie. If you had a rookie quarterback, you have to accept the fact that hey, he's going to make mistakes. The rest of the team has to pick it up. We know that's going to happen at some point. OK, now, did he make a couple of too many mistakes kicking? Yes. OK, well, but that's but, my point. This but, is not a team. Okay. This is a team whose window <clears throat> is open right now. But this window is coming closer to closing than it is opening wider. I get that. But what I'm saying is what I'm trying to say is I'm looking back at what, what we've done. Okay. Cause we're, it's that theme of the, it's the defense. Okay. And this is what I'm getting at. Okay. So we lost those games, possibly special teams could have won those. You got to be able to make those up, especially if you know, you have a rookie. You, we weren't even expecting him to win the game. He won us. Okay. It was in the first game. Joe okay? Thomas now, was a generational player. If we could right. ever got something that was even a semblance of a quarterback for him to fucking block for, we could have done something. Okay? We could have done right. something. Okay, Miles Garrett is a generational player on defense. We've got a couple of generational type players at different positions on our squad, and and specifically running back. I mean, you don't just go draft a guy and get a Nick Chubb. Okay, right. Well, this is this no. is listen. You don't you don't pull this shit together quickly next season or two, and these guys are on their downhill slide, and it's going to okay. be the old Joe Thomas story. Right. So let me finish here. 
Okay, so with special teams, okay, logically, you got to be able to make those up. I think that is still a fault of the Browns as a team. At least one of those games, you 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 got to be able to pick up despite York because you just – you can't – you relied on your rookie to win you a game that you probably shouldn't – didn't even think he was going to win you the first one, okay? And then you tried to – then you, it's, you know, basically he was relied on to win the another one. He, he shouldn't have been, okay? We, we, we were too talented a team. We should have been winning that, okay? But – the defense, on the point of the defense, as much as we may not, we know the problems we had with the offense. Look, we have not been running the ball the way we should be. We've been making it hard on ourselves on offense, right? The offense hasn't been helping the defense because they're keeping them on the field because they're three and out way too much, okay? The defense has not produced any turnovers, though. If you go back a lot of these games, just one freaking turnover. Oh, yeah. It's just crazy. One turnover. What this win. I mean, one turnover in some of these games, it's a win. We get two of these games, turnover in two of these games, they're wins. We're looking at an entirely different season. Yeah, I mean, okay, okay, so uh, this is what I will say, and it's one of the things that's feeding this narrative by the media, is is if you look and stack it against expectations, the Browns' defense is severely underperformed. Underperformed. But on the other hand, there are not many games on the schedule you can say we lost it because of the defense. No, but and and that's how I feel. And my biggest reason for feeling that way is less because I think that the defense played necessarily good in those games and and not that they couldn't have been better. It's more so the fact that our offense has not tried to help the defense at all. Okay, okay. the offense gets an early lead and then mm-hmm. they pl- don't play like they got an early lead and they're coming to control the game. Let's look at point. the numbers just, that matter, guys. Okay, no. well, how did we win this game? Well, it wasn't based on the total number of first downs because Texans had 16, we had 14. But let's look at third down efficiency. The Browns were 4 for 13, dismal 30.8%. But if you think that was dismal, the Texans were 1 for 12, 8.3%. Kudos to the defense, okay? Fourth down efficiency. Here's a beautiful thing. The Browns were zero for zero, 0.0%. They didn't go for it on fourth down. Thank you, Kevin Stefanski. Uh, The Texans went for it twice, got it once. They were 50%. Time of possession. The Browns actually played what you keep hearing, complimentary football. 32-16 32-16 time of possession to 27-44. <clears throat> so the defense got to get off the field. Now, I will say this. It wasn't the, the the offense chewing up clock that got the defense, that got that one this time of possession. The defense got their own ass off the field this game, and I thought that was impressive. They stopped drives. Yeah. They stopped yeah, they drives. Did. But yeah, this I is, wish the Browns could have done more in terms of yeah. I'd like, and actually, you know, I don't have the stat in front of me. I'm sure it's available. I'm not going to look it up now. But what their average time of possession for each drive was, because the the, the Browns could have a couple of those drives they could have held the ball a lot longer if they'd have just handed the ball off again. Okay, especially when you know Deshaun start throwing at people's ankles, you know. It's like hand the ball off, you know, because Chubb can get you four yards of carry. You hand the ball off to him three times. You got a first down. 
I mean, it is what it is. But having said that, and we've all predicted a Browns win, at least two of us have selected that the Browns are going to win 24-17, to and Hugh said it's going to be a fucking scoring fest with the Browns winning. What did you say, 31-27 to or some shit like that? Oh, 30 yeah, by the one. way, since we didn't podcast last week. By the way, since Amazing. we didn't What say, Jeff? By the way, since we didn't podcast last week, I was wrong. I, I had my downer pick, and I picked that the Tampa Bay was going to beat us. And, huh. and, well, uh, there you go. Yeah. You keep picking against the Browns. I don't know why you don't have faith in them. What, what did you pick for them this yeah. week? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. If they lose, we're going to forbid you from picking the Browns. Okay. Cavaliers winning 57 to 49 at halftime. That's good. That's a good thing. Yeah. That's a good thing. So we'll be able to catch the second half of the game, guys, because guess what we're getting ready to do? Oh, uh, leave? We're getting ready to get on out of Dodge, boys. Oh, okay. By the time we talk to you again, we'll be talking about the results of the Browns taking on the Bengals in Cincinnati. In the meantime, in the in-between time, and until it's that time, it's Paul and Hugh and Jeff for TBF, a Browns fans podcast saying, we're out. This has been a Basement Tapes production. Yeah.